Hello and welcome to the LSAT Demon Daily. My name is Eric. I am a teacher and a tutor with LSAT Demon. And joining me today, I am very happy to have Leslie Blodgett, who is a personal statement editor and writing tutor with the Demon. How are you doing, Leslie? Hi, Eric. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today. Oh, it was my pleasure. Um, we don't get to a ton of personal statement stuff on this podcast because we are typically and probably justifiably concerned with the LSAT, but the personal statement is still an important part of your law school application. Um, so you were the perfect person to have on to talk about that topic. Maybe just introduce yourself quickly and talk about what it is that you do. Sure, absolutely. I've been an editor for 20 years, and so um, I've seen a lot of different um, writing come through my desk. And I have to say that I just love kind of the approach that we take here at LSAT Demon for the personal statement. It's engaging and fun um, when these essays are done, and they're so much fun to read. And it is really important to uh, spend time editing and polishing your personal statements. Um, the GPA and the LSAT are, of course, uh, the most important. The LSAT's the most important, but that's all mathematical. And so this is the chance for them to see your hearts and to see more than just the numbers. So, Well, what we, I wanted to talk about today was how we move from a rough draft to the next step, the next draft, um, how it is that we begin to polish, because nobody's rough draft is going to be perfect. Nobody's rough draft, I think, should be perfect. But imagine that I have just on my own put some stuff on the page. I have gotten out some ideas of what I think would make a good personal statement. And I bring it to you. Um, and I present you my baby, my rough draft personal statement. What are some things or what are some of the top things that you would expect to start cutting out or editing away first? Like, are there some some common edits that you typically look for in adjusting a rough draft? Yeah, um, and I'm not really going to talk about grammar too much. It should just be given that the grammar should be perfect. But um, the first, my first one is going to be all about presentation, and that is long paragraphs. So some of the first drafts that I see are just you know, someone spilled all of, all of their thoughts onto into one long paragraph. Mm. And, um, you know, short paragraphs help it, make it easy to read and navigate. Imagine being the person, you know, sitting down to read something and you get distracted. You have to look away for a minute. If, you know, the, if the paragraphs are, are separated nicely, it's so easy to find where you, where you were. You know, you don't lose your place. Um, no one's requiring these people to read every single word of your essay. So if they lose their, if they lose their place, you know, they're probably not going to come like make make their way back to it and read every single word. So presentation is just as important as content. Trying to make it easier for the person reading to actually stick with it, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, my rule of thumb is about six lines each. So for paragraphs to be no longer than six lines each. So making paragraphs shorter has a lot to do with presentation and with making your writing more accessible to the reader, I guess, or at least more appealing, that's not even something that a reader would have to start reading to feel, right? I mean, they, they just look at the page, and if they see that the whole thing is one paragraph, 
they're going to automatically going to have a different reaction than looking at like, oh, nice short paragraphs, right? Bingo. I mean, yeah, that's what like you need to be strategizing your entire approach to how you come across to them. You need to impress them. That's what that's what it's all about. So, yeah, if you get an essay that's just like you can tell it's just scrambled thoughts in one long paragraph versus, you know, a nicely organized um like many times the essays that we that we work out is like exactly two pages. But it could be any it can be one and a half to two pages, anywhere in between there. Mm-hmm. But you know, I just love it's like two pages, you know, full of, you know, you can tell that each sentence is gonna be important, you know, because they've been cho- you can tell they've been chosen so carefully before you even read it. So yeah. So I think that's a great first thing to look for. Just immediately you can spot that. Are my paragraphs too long does this look like an overwhelming block of text anything else on a rough draft that you're looking to eliminate right away yes one of the first things that i will eliminate is anything negative that i see Um, i see students say negative things about themselves often in the very first paragraph i think you know often they're trying to set themselves up for a win at the end but it just starts you off on the wrong foot um, I also see them say negative things about their boss. You know, instead, show me how you helped your boss do something awesome. And if your boss is really terrible, you know, it's probably not the time to talk about that, but you can show how what you did achieved the, the result. Um, you know, you can say, I did this instead of my boss did this. So, so that's great. And coworkers, you know, maybe the person who had the position before you was really bad and you have to clean up their mess, but still don't blame it on them. Instead, talk about just what you did that that solved the problem. So you don't have to say anything negative at all in your entire essay. (laughs) So don't. Sure. Uh, I love the ways that you recommend kind of shifting the narrative from negative to the positive in terms of like, this is what I did. Maybe this is too obvious a question, but why do we want to eliminate negativity from our personal statement? Well, you know, if you're the one who gets to choose who's coming to your school, um, you know, I think you want someone that that wins. I think you want someone that takes a situation that may be negative because, you know, as these people are reading um, about a situation that, you know, if you're telling them just the facts, you're just telling them the facts, they can see for themselves if something might come across, you know, might be kind of a negative situation. They can, they know that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So if you just show that you address it by taking charge and doing something about it, then, you know, that's just, that shows that that's what you'll do at law school too. So, um, you know, that you, they're going to have you in the class to help um, do that, you know, in class when, when needed, (laughs) you know, take charge and and be the positive person there. And it it isn't just about being positive. Um, You know, it's about winning and (laughs) getting results and, um, showing that in your personal statement and also just setting you up to be that person in your career. I think that, you know, writing the personal statement this way can really help people to you know, have confidence in their career and be able to talk about, you know, where they're coming from and how that how that helps them in, in law school. That's great. So painting yourself as someone who, when faced with a challenge, is not just going to say, man, this is really tough. It sucks to be me. But who actually does something about it and overcomes it. Absolutely. And also, like I said, this, this is something that happens often in first drafts. I often see this. So if I'm on a committee, you know, I read a lot of these, but I know I don't read as many as, uh, as many of them as the admission people on the admissions committees. 
So if all day long you're reading like people complaining about <laughs> or, you know, just saying, you know, I was so terrible at this. I'm you know, me meaning to lead up to saying that now you're good at it, but you're just reading all this negativity all the time. If you get like that essay that's just like this bright beacon of I did this and this and this, I solved the problem and we celebrate it. I mean, you know, you want to, of course, break it down like that so you actually show and prove that you did something substantial, but um, just do it in a positive way. And you don't have to, you know, add a bunch of sunshine. You can just take out anything negative. That's all you have to do. So, yeah. No, that's a great point. I, I love the reminder that yours is one in a stack of many personal statements coming across these admissions committee's desks. So keeping that in mind and thinking, what am I going to do to help separate myself and actually be a joy to read amidst what are probably a bunch of some very good personal statements and some other not so good personal statements. All right, great. So two things so far that we're looking to cut out of first drafts, long paragraphs, and anything negative, anything else that you are commonly editing out of people's rough drafts? Yeah, Eric, I am often cutting when people are talking about their childhood. So people will talk about, I wanted to be a lawyer since I was six years old. I did a project in middle school, um, you know, that really, you know, that's what's going to bring me to, into law school. Why not talk about a project that you did just recently and show um, you know, how you did that? Um, I can, you know, people just think that they need to talk about their whole life journey in the personal statement, but you don't. You can just pick something recent and show who you are as a mature, savvy adult today because that's who the law schools are considering. Um, you know, they're not considering you as the as the sixth grader. They're not considering um, children. <laughs> they're considering adults and, you know, specifically they're considering who you are today. Very good point. And I'm sure there are in that mountain of personal statements sitting in the admissions office, lots of personal statements of people saying, I've known ever since sixth grade that I wanted to be a lawyer, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's what I mean. That's what I mean by it is that this is something I see all the time is people just talking about their, about their childhood. So, you know, there are sometimes certain points that could um, probably be better in a diversity statement. Cause sometimes that's a little bit more about like, you know, background where you came from, but personal statement should be just about um, like what you did about it. What, what did you do about it after you were six years old and decided to be a lawyer? You know, there must have been a trajectory you've been on because now you're applying to law school. So, you know, what have you been doing most recently on that trajectory? Have you been working in a law office or what are you, what have you been doing? So talk about, talk about that. I think that's excellent advice, um, which would help to portray you as a mature adult on your application for sure. I can maybe anticipate some listeners response which would be to, to ask or to push back and say, I don't feel like I've done anything impressive or recently, maybe I'm still in school as a college junior or senior, and I just don't feel like I've done anything recently that law schools would be impressed by. How would I tackle that if, if really all I can think of that to write, of, write about comes from the past? Um, a lot of people that I hear that from, because I do hear that a lot, um, actually do have stuff to talk about. <laughs> you know, um, they do like they have a job they're working at that they just, oh, I didn't think that, you know, I'm just doing my job. 
but um, you know, you're doing it the way that you would do it and the way that no one else would do it. And so let's dive into that and find out what have you done that's been impressive, that's helped someone, whether it's your boss or a client or, you know, obviously depends on what the situation is. And if someone's still in school, that's awesome because, you know, and if you, if you haven't, if you haven't been doing anything at all <laughs> that's, you know, that you can talk about, you still have the chance. Go out and you know find something to do. Um, people that are still in school, like I ha I'll have people that talk about being in, um, you know, that have leadership positions in you know, like a pre-law club or even in um, I don't know, like a Greek organization or you know just whatever it is. So um, I don't know. Most people have something that they can talk about because um, you know I have faith in all of you law school applicants that you're do out there doing awesome things and that that's why you want to be a law lawyer is because they have the capacity to accomplish amazing things, um, you know, things that require problem solving or, you know, what, whatever it is, you, you tell me, but don't just tell me, show me. That's, you know, we love the show, don't tell. So show it through actions. So um, it doesn't have to be a, a job, a recent job. That's, I gave, I gave that example because it, it often is, but it doesn't, but it could be something else. That's great. Well, if you'll allow me to now turn this into a plug for you, uh, I, th I think that this is where having someone else look at your work or talk to you about generating personal statement topic can be super useful. Because like you mentioned, lots of people come to you with this exact question thinking, I don't think I've done anything worth writing about. And then you start to ask them about what it is that they're doing and can quickly find something that is totally worth talking about and which shows the applicant to be a hardworking, responsible, mature person that law schools would love to admit. But for those of us just living our lives, we might not see that. It might take an outside pair of eyes to kind of get at that and allow us to realize the cool stuff that we're doing and have going on. Um, so how can people get in touch with you if, if people feel like they have those questions or would need would would like to have someone to help them talk through those questions. How do people get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can shoot me an email, Leslie, L-E-S-L-I-E at lsatdemon.com. Um, that's the easiest way. Um, and there's also, I'm on the tutors page on the website. Um, and there are resources too about um, personal statements, you know, a few, it's not really, I guess, the biggest focus of LSAT Demon, of course, but um, so send me an email and I can send you a couple of those links. And then if you'd like to actually dive in and, and work with me, that would be, uh, that'd be awesome. Let's make your essay, um, stand out. So Leslie at LSATdemon.com. Well, thanks again for coming on, Leslie. This was super informative and, I'm sure we could go on and on and talk about many other things related to the personal statement, but we'll save that for other episodes. Thanks again for coming on with me today. Thank you so much, Eric. Great to be here. If you've got a question about writing your personal statement, email us at daily at lsatdemon.com and maybe we'll feature your question on a future episode with Leslie. Thanks so much for listening. Hey.